0: Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kiley. We are broadcasting live at the ENB Granite Studios out of the Cintine Community Ice Center where Blues President of Hockey Operations, Doug Armstrong, will be speaking to the media coming up in about an hour. We'll report back with anything he has to say as this is NHL's trade deadline day in about 40 minutes. We'll get into all of that coming up here on the show. But right now, we're talking baseball with former Braves pitching coach Leo Mazzoni, 1995 World Series champion and a Braves Hall of Famer in his own right. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Leo, we always appreciate the time, my friend. How are you doing today?
1: i uh, do, doing great, doing great. We're looking some storms coming through the southeast here Southeastern, Carol- South Carolina and Georgia, but heck, it's 70-some degrees right now.
0: Get ready for the snow, Leo, because it's, uh, it was 60-something yesterday. It's going to be 65 on Sunday, 70 on Monday, and then we're hitting 30 in snow on Wednesday. the midwest for you get
1: a little cooler air we won't get snow (laughs) though
0: leo i wanted to talk to you today because the cardinals have a bit of a conundrum on their hand and i needed an expert's opinion on the situation so we gave you a call Mm -hmm. because you've got a little experience if uh if i've heard (laughs) correctly with some some starting pitchers in your history so the Cardinals right. have a general, gentleman by the name of Adam Wainwright. I believe you're familiar with his work. And Absolutely. He, I I like watching him pitch better than any of them. <laughs> Let, let's start with that. What What is your kind of top-line takeaway? I mean, this is expected to be Adam Wainwright's final year of his major league career. He's announced that he's retiring after the season. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your favorite thing about Adam Wainwright, the pitcher?
1: Well, you don't ever have to talk about velocity for him to be successful. You know, you know, it, he, it doesn't, he doesn't care how hard he throws and uh, neither would I, if I was coaching him because he has great breaking stuff, good command of his fastball. And um, he's in that, you know, he's not in the, uh, what they call the new phase of pitching where you, everybody has to throw a hundred miles an hour, which I don't believe they do anyway. I think you subtract five and, um, and then go from there. So he's a pitcher. He's not a thrower. And that's why I like watching him. I like watching guys that pitch, not
0: throw. He's a real throwback. And Leo, I, I didn't want to get your thoughts on this real quick before we continue here. Uh, th- there has been some talk here in St. Louis on whether or not he eventually gets legitimate consideration uh, for the Hall of Fame. He's got 195 wins in his career right now. He's he's hoping to get up above that 200 uh, win threshold, which uh, given the way that things go now in Major League Baseball, as you know, that, that's a pretty big number that not a lot of guys are getting to. Do you think he eventually will get consideration for uh, for the Baseball Hall of Fame?
1: Absolutely, I do. I think that, uh, uh, number one, you have to be – I think you have to remember that you have to be good over a long period of time. And he's been good over a long period of time. And, uh, matter of fact, his production hasn't got gone down as he's gotten older. And um, absolutely, he should be considered. I mean uh, – uh, you know, he's just uh, when you pitch all those years twenty. He's going to have twenty years in or whatever it's going to be, uh, and you pit, you pitch at a high standard of excellence, and and um, you know, you're he, he he's an ace. He's been an ace on on on, on, the, on the pitching staff in St. Louis, and uh, and uh, I think definitely considered for the Hall of Fame. And because you said it right, two hundred now is going to be the standard for wins. You can forget 300. Nobody's getting that anymore.
0: It's great, yeah. The... the, the... Guys get to 300 wins. It, it's almost going to be just an afterthought at this point. And Leo, you, you mentioned how he doesn't win with velocity. And, and that's what I did want to ask you about. At the end of last season, he did come through with some struggles. And, you know, he's a guy that gets deep into games. Uh, even at this point in his career, he he only went six innings once in his final six starts. And it was because of a lack of effectiveness, not because he was resting or anything like that. Uh, he's given up too mm-hmm. much, way too much hard contact. He said afterwards, you know, there there was a game against Atlanta where he got hit by a comebacker and it threw off his whole routine and it ended up messing up um, what he was doing with his mechanics as well. He figured that mm-hmm. out after the season, but that by that point, it was already too late. He comes into spring training, and he says he had back spasms right before they reported to spring training. His first outing, he was throwing about 84 miles per hour. The last one, he mm-hmm. got it up to about 86. Last year, he was sitting around 89. When you've got a starter like that... Can you take us through what's going through your mind as a pitching coach to, to, to work him back into things? What, what would your process be right now with Adam Wainwright?
1: Well, what, what I would do is, you know, well, number one, uh, uh, if he's healthy, we're going to p- keep him on a regular routine that he wants to be on. In other words, you exchange ideas with him now and let him tell you, let him tell the coach what the routine's going to be. You know, he's earned that right. And, and the bottom line is this, if he has life on his pitches, and changing speeds, he'll be all right, you know? And, and I think that uh, uh, people get too concerned about velocity, but you you do have to get concerned if that fastball's dead. If the fastball's dead, in other words, it's not jumping out of his hand. By that, I mean, look, you know, I, I got to coach the greatest pitchers in the world that threw 88 miles an hour, okay? Glavine and Maddox averaged about 88 miles an hour in their career. And their number their their numbers went down as far as velocity toward the end of their career went down to eighty five or whatever. But they were still very effective to a certain point. And then then you get to a point where you know well you know what this is what I got and and uh, and go from there. But it ha- it all has to do with control and and, and how you're locating the pitches and the, uh and that's what you look at. But you got to look at life on the fastball. But as far as a routine, look, you know, he said "You, say, you said something that he said that I thought was very important. The last six starts of last year, he met, it messed with his routine. Let me tell you something. You do not want to mess with a pitcher's routine, and that routine has to stay consistent from April through October. In other words, I can't stand it when they say, we're going to skip him a couple starts because he's getting too many innings. You know? Well, that's a joke what you're doing is you're raising the arrest of arm injury because you stop that long and then crank it up again. And it's, it's, it's silly. It's absolutely silly. So he stays on his routine. And by the time you get to the end of spring training, hope to see that that there is life on the fastball and and go from there. And I hope, I hope it happens for him because he's a great kid. And uh, he's been a great uh, ambassador to the game of baseball. So, you know, matter of fact, you don't panic at all right now. You just leave it alone. Let him get on his routine. Let him pitch. And if he's going to start, which, you know, stretch him out and see how it goes. But sooner or later, you're going to have to see a little bit of life on the fastball.
0: So, so Leo, add in the variable of Waino performing at the World Baseball Classic. Does that change anything for you?
1: Well, if he's performing at the Baseball Classic, uh that means he must feel pretty darn good <laughs> because, you know, I, th- I think it, I used to hate to see one of our pitchers go to the baseball classic because I don't care what you say. Oh, well, you're only going to pitch a couple innings. It's just like spring training. It's not like spring trading. You're in there competing. And you and start to jack things up and he, mentally it's a different ball game too because, Uh, you know, you're looking for the end result to win. You don't want to go out and embarrass yourself or do anything like that. So it's not the same. And I don't care if you talk about how many innings you pitch or how many pitches you throw, it's not the same. There's going to be more effort put forth at an earlier stage in spring of of this month than there would be normally heading into a baseball season. So if he's pitching in the World Baseball Classic, I think that's given that gives me a heck of a lot more confidence because of the circumstances.
0: Leo, I did want to ask you a bit of a follow up on that. Major League Baseball is really trying to push the World Baseball Classic. And I I think it's in in so many different ways. I get it. it. It's trying to grow the game worldwide. There are some unintended consequences, though, which is what you just mentioned, where you've got these pitchers that are going out that may not be fully ramped up. And their top priority is to be at tip-top shape by the time that the regular season starts for these teams that are paying them big money to perform. Mm-hmm. How, how do you handle this? If you're major league baseball, is there a better way in future years to go about putting the world baseball classic uh-huh. at a different time in the calendar? What, what would you do if you were in charge? Uh,
1: you know what? Uh, that's tough. I've never really given it that much thought because, uh, uh, the world baseball classic or that, whatever, it doesn't have a lot of interest for me, to be honest with you. Uh, I'd rather watch the Cardinals than the Braves playing a spring training game. <laughs> and uh, no, seriously, I would. And um, so how do you handle that? Was there a good time to do it? Uh, uh, some, I, I, you don't want to, I wouldn't like to do it at the beginning of spring training, which they do. And I would like to do it at the end of the world series. So therefore, if you're looking at maybe an all-star break, uh, something of that nature, to where you could pull this thing off. I, I you know, uh, it's it's hard to uh, determine uh, what date that would be. So, uh, I don't think you can do it at the end of the season because guys are shut down for a long time with the playoffs the way they are now. Right. And uh, so, I guess it's either All Star Breaker or now, or what, what they're doing right now. I don't, I don't see any other solution to this thing.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It, it, it's fun to watch, but, man, it, it does put these teams in a really tough spot. I know for the Cardinals, they had a few guys. Uh, they've got a ton of guys that are going out and playing it and then a few guys that have backed out late uh, right. after thinking they were going to go do it earlier in the offseason. Hey, Leo, it was great to be able to catch up with you, man. We we always appreciate getting your expertise on something like this, especially with a pitcher like Adam Wainwright, who I know is, is a throwback that goes back to your era of coaching with the Braves. That's right. That, that's appreciate right. your time, as he, always man you you tell you tell
1: Adam that Mazzoni said he would have fit right in with those great rotations we had
0: (laughs) we will we'll make sure to pass that along thank you so much Leo okay take care guys thanks